When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hard. My, 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 my. Hard. My American. I've been tracking Sasquatches for 25 years. Hard. My American. Global awakening to the new world order. Pardon my American artificial intelligence Mondrogan. Pardon my American. Do you believe in UFOs? Yes, sir. Extraterrestrial. You're listening to Pardon My American. Extraterrestrials. Extraterrestrials. Whoa. Can slamming Dave over here. <laughs> What's up, dude? Can cracking Chris and can slamming Dave. I had to chug my Arizona. <laughs> was that an Arizona tea? Arizona. You strong rasp. man, you. It's a raspberry tea. Mm. Mm. It's my favorite. Can't do tea. Oh, I I, I don't like tea in general, but I like that sugar shit, so it's mm. cool. You know? Tea with sugar's good. Yeah, man. Kind of like Kool-Aid, yeah. huh? Yeah, just a tea bag. I don't oh, want that, I don't want that in, in my the, mouth. You're in the tea bag. No, I don't want that shit tea in my bag mouth. Tea bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of sounds like you're in the tea bag. It's dainty. I don't like it. <laughs> Yeah, the you in know. and out motion, not not so pleasant. Oh, no. <laughs> okay, well, hey, here we are today. Uh, what's the spiel, Dave? It's something about our last episode, right? What did we talk about? We talked about the Ukraine-Russia invasion. We did. The beginning of the invasion, as they are calling it. As some people are calling it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we talked about that. We talked about um, we talked about Canada a little bit and some of mm-hmm. the uh, struggles they're having right now. We talked about... The you know, trucker convoy here trucker in America. convoy coming here and, you know, standing up for your country, man. Don't let people tell you, you know, what we're going to tolerate. So, yeah, you know, it was, it was a it was a great conversation. I thought it was uh, it was really, really good front to back. Um, definitely worth listening to. So make sure if you missed it, you go check that shit out. You know what I'm saying? Check it out. Check right that out. shit out. Yeah. Anyways, um, you know, but part of my American dot com, obviously. Yeah. Got the got the merch on there. If got you the want merch. Some of that merch on there. Uh, we got that Patreon. Yes. You know, Patreon. Patreon. If y'all want that 5, 10, 20, get up in that shit. I got 5, <laughs> Get yeah. that extra content. If you guys want extra content, go on Patreon. Try it out for a month. If you don't like it, you can always cancel it. Dude, right? Try it out for a month. Yeah. Buy a shirt, and you're paying for your shirt because you get those discounts on those that merchandise. There you go. You know yeah. Also, uh, reviews, downloads, sharing content is uh, extremely important for this podcast to grow because we obviously are banned on YouTube uh, on our other channel. Yeah. And we're shadow banned on many others. So with you guys sharing content, you know, find a clip you love, share it to a friend, share it to your whole friends. Indeedy. Uh, that stuff helps us tremendously. So, yes, you know, yeah. And I think we're going to be putting episodes up on Rockfin, right? Here soon. Yes. Coming soon. So get on Rockfin, everybody, and, and uh, follow us right now because it's coming. All right. We're coming to Rockfin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I sound like a preacher. No, I don't know. Maybe I'm not. I don't know. I'm getting a little crazy over here. <laughs> Anyway, I just got excited for Ghost Bed. That's all. I know Ghost Beds, man. I, uh, you know we're gonna do it right now because uh, it's comfy and I'm comfy right mm, now. Yeah. So we all love Ghost Beds, guys. Uh, Ghost Beds has been a sponsor of Drinking Bros, who we work with for the past five years. Okay, a loyal supporter of these. Yes, guys. one of the best. Um, they have a super comfortable mattress. They have multiple mattresses actually, all very comfortable that last forever. They're made right here in the United States of America. Got to be proud of that. Mm, born in the USA. Yeah, every mattress has a 20-year warranty, some even 25 years. Oh, my gosh. You can try it out for 101 nights. If you don't like it, send it back. No hard feelings. Yeah, that's a quarter of your life, man. You think about it. 25 years? You know what I'm saying? 25 to life. Yeah, man. One of our favorite parts about Ghost Beds is that each mattress has a cooling technology in it, so you uh, you aren't going to get hot. Mm. You're going to stay nice and cold if you're in Texas, you're in Florida, you're in California, and Wyoming, wherever you're at. Yeah. If you're, if you're a warm sleeper like me and Chris, and maybe Greg, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I sleep hot. This bed helps keep the body temp down. Shiver me, mm. beaver. You know what I'm saying? Do it. I like it. 
All right. GhostBed also offers bundles so you can get everything you need. You don't even really need to have, like, think about it. You know what I mean? It's like one of those things where you just go on there and go, bundles? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Give me a mattress. I got this bundle. So all you need to do is, you know, I want a a mattress. I want a frame. I'll I'll take a cooling pillow. They package it for you, man. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, whether you want the pillows, the sheets, all that stuff, you can get the best bang for your buck. Right now, GhostBed is offering 40% off of GhostBed bundles where you get a mattress and adjustable base or 30% off of everything if you use code Drinking Bros or Drinking Bros, right? Yep. D-R-I-N-K-I-N-B-R-O-S at GhostBed.com slash Drinking Bros. Yeah, you can buy a mattress basically for 35 bucks a month. Uh, that's $0 down, zero financing plan for up to 60 months. You don't have to be filthy rich to get this stuff, man. Mm-mm. And like you said on the last one, we sleep a lot. Humans sleep a lot. I Why not naps. get a great mattress? So go check it out at ghostbeds.com backslash drinking bros. Get your bed ordered. Get it in. Get your sheets. Feel good. Get it in My there. back feels good and my bottom feels good. My back feels good. <laughs> my bottom feels good. Dude, one of these days we got to play that song. I made a song out of that. You, you did, man. And it was it was brilliant. And it's it's a thumper. It is a you thumper, know? dude. Anyway, so so you got a you have a topic that you kind of uh, that uh, tickled your fancy apparently yeah. in the past couple of days. And this is something that I don't know that any of us were aware of. Yeah, no. It's it's something that I kind of just found today and I'm doing a little digging on it and honestly, a lot of it is way over my head. Sure. And it's just a lot of internet security they're talking fucking dns they're talking ip addresses and i'm like whoa 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 slow it down yeah man well see that's the thing about this podcast right though is that we're not experts okay um the cool thing about it is though we bring up a topic or something comes up and it gives you guys the ammunition to go check it out for yourselves and see what you can find out and what's even cooler is by being a patreon member you can share the info you got with us we can share that with you again oh it's like a fucking rotunda yeah. A circle of love. Circle of love. Yeah. A cir- circle of sharing information. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, what are we talking about, though? So, essentially, this is the seven people who hold the keys to the worldwide internet. So, it's the seven people that have the power to shut down the internet. Yeah, the evil elves. And they say seven, but it's actually like 14 because there's two sevens. There's two groups of seven people. Oh, right? man. Mm. There's a S, uh, West Coast and an East Coast. There's oh, a, shit. It's like a rap paddle. Yeah, they're like rivals. Does anybody else find it weird that there's like seven to 14 people that can control something that big? Yeah. Like yes. Did I vote on like them? like something out of a, like a, a sci-fi movie. I feel like we should be it able is. to vote on those people. Right? Right? Like, it's kind of a shame that it's not something that like, wait, it's a secret seven. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Or the hateful seven. Kind of like the hateful eight. But hateful seven. Who knows who they are? Yeah. It's like Bill Gates. What's going on here? Well, that's uh, interesting you say that because there's Uh-oh. some there's some sponsorships in here. Okay, there's some partnerships, I should say. Yeah, I was going to say but sponsors. ICANN, the Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers, believes that there's an ongoing and significant risk to key parts of the domain name system, the DNS infrastructure. So what this company does is they kind of – they used to work with the United States government – and see what the actual um, DNS, like the domain, domain domain name systems. This is kind of a you know weird, but um, do you have the article up? I do. Yeah. So go to this. Yes, the seven people. Nope, the one that you were just on. There you go. So <coughs> essentially, what this does is when you have IP addresses and you have the domain name system. So if you go to like the guardian.com, let's just say. Mm. That's a domain name. Yeah. Instead of typing in the domain name, if you didn't have this interlink, you'd have to actually type in the IP address to go to theguardian.com. So you'd have to memorize a number, mm-hmm. a long ass fucking number, instead of, oh, it's just the Guardian, right? Yeah. And so it's an interface and it makes it easier to go to a website, right? Um, I do have a little video here that'll kind of prove as like an introduction to what these guys do. Um, so go to that video. Let's let's play this. Nope, it's the YouTube video. And then let's just play the timestamps here that I gave you here. So this is a little video that kind of inter- introduction of ICANN and what they're responsible for. 
Now, the numbers that make up the private key that secures the whole DNS are stored on hard drives inside physical boxes called Hardware Security Modules, or HSMs for short, or H's for shorter, nano, nano. for shortest, yeah. and there are four of them, kept in pairs in ICANN stations 2,500 miles apart, one in Culpeper, Virginia, and one in El Segundo, California. Once you get past the armed guards and pin pads and card scanners and biometric security stops and sword fighting bears, to get into those physical HSM boxes that hold the secret number, you need several smart cards, and those smart cards are kept inside other boxes, which can only be opened with physical keys, which are, finally, held by seven people across the world. Alright, so these seven people across the world come together in a single location, whether it's in California or in Virginia. <coughs> And they have the ability to unlock these boxes with their key holder, whatever, and they can shut down the internet. So first and foremost, who is this guy? Who is this guy talking? Yeah. Like what, where's this, where's this information coming from? Oh, well, this is a guy on the, uh, YouTube. He's called a half as interesting. He has 2 million subscribers. I don't know. Okay. But he's talking about this no, oh, curiosity stream is his thing. Okay. Right. So cool. he's just talking about this. Ha the video has like 3.5 million views. Yeah. Regardless, he's giving a six minute video of what this company does, what these people do. Yeah. So I'm trying to get some, uh, some, some people that are listening, some info of like where this is coming from, where we're getting this particular information. Okay. Well, go to that Guardian article and I have some stuff highlighted here. So essentially, you have this ceremony where these, it, they call it a key ceremony, where I believe it's uh, the key holders will meet four times a year, mm -hmm. twice on the East Coast and twice on the West Coast since 2010. And what happens is they go into this group, they have this ceremony where they, they have witnesses, they all get into this room and then each will hold a key to the internet. And so these are the seven key holders that have to get together. Yeah. It's it's kind of bizarre, but they have these rules and these um the like who can actually hold a key. Yeah. So you can't have multiple people in the same country holding a key. So you have like one in the United States, one in Europe or one in uh like France, one in Australia. And I have Chris pulling an article right now that that, that I found uh, that goes with this. But I, I mean I can understand why they would do that, right? So they're they're trying to say like no one country can control everyone's internet, right? Yeah, and so they're you have you have certain people that are like pro for this and then certain people that are against it. Yeah. Ugh. There we go. <laughs> and what's funny is like I found this um 2010 guardian article and they kind of talk about going through the whole process so this particular article that we're reading right now <coughs> the guardian is from 2010 yes okay yeah and so who are these people right so um they're they're basically central security people who have been they have like long extensive research into Internet security, all this other stuff, right? So, so the, what's the article say? A select group of security experts from around the world all yeah. have long backgrounds in internet security and work for various inter or international institutions. Yeah, right. Who are they, though? They can be anybody. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying is, like, how easy would it be to influence these people to say, hey, if you uh, get together with Bob over there and mm -hmm. well, that, Well, that'd be the thing. The only way to influence them is if you knew who they were. For sure. And they're not going to disclose who they are. Otherwise, they're at risk no. of someone it's taking on, their key, right? It's on the website. It's on their website. So oh, they're all their names? Yeah. Yeah. So if you go to the uh, <coughs> trusted, uh, this is the fifth tab in there. Nope. Yeah, right there. This is all of them. And so if that you doesn't seem very smart. So if you scroll up right there, so the recovery key shareholder, those are the seven people who hold the keys to the internet. At least those are the seven. I, and that's what I don't understand is there's maybe there's just two locations. There's one on the East Coast and one on the West Coast. And these seven people will just go to either or twice, twice a year. Right. So a lot of this is still kind of confusing. I'm still kind of learning about it. But hmm. so do, how do we like, is there anything that we know the recovery key shareholder is actually that? Like, what do you mean? Oh, yeah, it, it is, because that Dan Kaminsky guy, he used to be a recovery key holder until he died. <laughs> one of these guys, one of these key holders recently just died in April 2021. 
Yeah, I just, uh, is there anything on the website that explains what that actual term, like what that oh, means? And and also uh, Musa Gubre and Norm Ritchie. Yeah. And all these other, um, there's a couple other ones on there. Their names are referenced in certain articles too. Okay. That say that, yes, these are the people who, the seven people who control the keys to the internet. Okay. You know what I mean? Sure. And so it's just, it's weird. So they were chosen for their geographical spread as well as their experience. So no one country is allowed to have too many key holders. They travel to the ceremony at their own or their employer's expense. So they might have to pay for it, right? It's a big responsibility. Kind of is. That's a key you wouldn't want to lose, right? (laughs) And Yeah, and this says, so what these men and women control is the system at the heart of the web, the domain name system or DNS. It's the Internet's version of a telephone directory. So a series of registers linking web addresses to a series of numbers called IP addresses. Without these addresses, you would need to know the long sequence of numbers, like I was saying, right? Yep. So instead of going to theguardian.com, you'd have to know 77.91.251.10, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which is just, you're not going to fucking You're not going to remember this. No. Nope, that's a bad phone number for me. (laughs) yes i don't remember any phone no i I have struggle yeah and so you have this master key and so at these two different locations from what i can tell is you have a box so inside of these fortified buildings with the security with freaking what he was saying like armed security you have all of these like identity things like a palm reader you have a retina scan once you get in you have this box you need your seven little keys from each person from around the world to open up this box and inside that box is called a master key Mm. and that's part of this new global effort to make the whole domain name system secure and the internet safer blah 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 i feel like this is the way the elections need to be set up yeah no access from anyone just kind of let it do its thing no one can access the votes nothing except for the key holders Ah. Full, full accountability so this says the East and West Coast ceremonies each have seven key holders with a further seven people around the world. Uh, would Oh, yeah. Who could access a last resort measure to reconstruct the system if something calamitous were to happen? Each of the 14 primary key holders owns a traditional metal key to a safety deposit box, which in turn contains a smart card, which in turn activates a machine that creates a new master key. What? Dude, this is some fucking secret agent shit. Right? That's what I'm saying. It's like, I've seen this shit on like Marvel movies. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. They got, they got like Iron Man fucking watching this shit. Yeah. You know? But this is saying uh, the backup key holders have something a bit different. Smart cards that contain a fragment of code needed to build a replacement key generating scheme. So you have backup key holders as well. Maybe mm-hmm. that's what the, uh, the other seven people are. So once a year, these shadow holders... Send the organization that runs the system, the Internet Corporation for Assigned Names and Numbers, or ICANN, a photograph of themselves with that day's newspaper and their key to verify that all went well. Hmm. That all is well. Yeah. Yeah, so there's like okay. people not impostering the actual <coughs> people that are supposed to be. But there's, I'd yeah. love to see one of those photos. That's like a fucking, uh, we get like abducted and shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> but they're sending it to this company, ICANN. And ICANN is a U.S.-based, non-for-profit organization. It's not the government. It's not an international body. So people, it's been under some criticism, right? And they're saying, uh, let's see. Some of the criticisms is that, I think I have it. This is a big article, you guys. Um, All right here. Right there. If the master key were lost or stolen today. Oh, so that's that's part of this. So it's not, you know, this is something that I found interesting because this is in 2010, right? Yeah. And this is saying that if the master key were lost or stolen today, the consequences might not be calamitous. Some users would just receive a security warning. Some would or some networks would have problems. But not much more than that. But once everyone has moved to the new, more secure system, this is expected that within the next three to five years, the effects of losing or damaging the key would be far graver. Mm. While Mm. every server would still be there, nothing would connect. It would all register as untrustworthy. 
the whole system, the backbone of the internet, otherwise, would need to rebuild or need to be rebuilt over weeks or months. Mm. So, so why would you redo the system and make it more fragile? Exactly. Why would you redo this? Well. And so, if you go further down, they're like they talk about the question is who put ICANN in charge is hotly contested. And then you have this person named Lamb. Lamb argues that quote it's the online community, it's the people who've put ICANN in charge. And then you have Ekland Lowinder, the Swedish key holder, um, puts it more bluntly. Well, mainly it was the U.S. Department of Commerce, she says. The European Commission wants wants changes to this system, though it still expresses its faith in ICANN. The EU recently called for a clear timeline for the globalization of ICANN. Mm. So you have this U.S. Department of Commerce, and they're saying, like, well, who put ICANN in charge? They're like, well, it's the people, blah, blah, blah. But if you go to this next article, this one says seven days before Obama gives away Internet and national security. And it's talking about how Obama did this. This is 2016, September 24th. Yeah. And so this says in one week, President Obama will allow what remains of the United States control over the Internet to pass to a California nonprofit organization. I can. This is a, recu- a reckless and dangerous decision that has serious national security consequences that have not been fully considered. And this was this is an opinion article, right? Yeah. And it says more than five years old. So it doesn't really this is out of Forbes. So, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, generally speaking, the government tends to fuck shit up when oh, they yeah. take control. So sometimes, I mean, it's better that a non-government agency is running something like this. Well, they in some aspects, they do say like, um, what if, what if you have foreign actors that just get a hold of this shit, dude? Um, I mean, that would be the benefit of having, if this is accurate, having seven people. Yeah. Well, so right here it says, honestly, um, others believe that the transfer is a bad idea and it's, it's honestly mad. They said, uh, currently the U S government vets and approves every domain name and IP address on the internet. So when a, when the when the A server is replicated nightly, it's done following the U.S. government oversight and authority to post a new IP address. Now think if the U.S. was engaged in cyber war, a situation surely to occur. Under this new arrangement, the U.S. may not know if all of the IP addresses for a domain name are legitimate. Or if they have been manipulated or compromised in some fashion. So, moreover, the government's and private sector's ability to get new sites accessible on the Internet would be dependent upon the actions of ICANN. It's also possible that ICANN may fall under the influence of powerful corporations, which we've seen that happen. Absolutely. Or nation states who do not have the United States national security interests at the forefront. Imagine that. Hmm. Right. But even back in this uh, in this Guardian article, it was talking about uh, further and down the article right here, it says. So it's talking about the ceremony and like where you have the people, the men and the women that come in with their their keys, right? The key holders. There are several witnesses here to make sure that no one can find some sneaky back door into the Internet. There you go. Some are security experts, others are lay people, two are auditors from Price Waterhouse Coopers. So I looked up Price Waterhouse, oops, sorry, Price Waterhouse Coopers. And they're an interesting company. So these are where the auditors come from for this whole thing, right? So they are a multinational professional service network of firms operating as partners partner, yeah, partnerships under the PWC brand. So Price Waterhouse Coopers is PwC, yeah. right? PwC ranks as the second largest professional services network in the world. Mm. As of 2021, PwC is the fourth largest privately owned company in the United States. So PwC uh, firms operate in 157 countries, 742 locations with 284,000 people. Yeah, but if you look at who they partnered with, <clears throat> they partnered with Google, the UN, Microsoft, Coursera, and Oracle. So like SAP applications and whatnot. Yeah. 
So, I mean, they they partnered with everybody. Yep. They have their hands all over the fucking internet. Mm. So, that is the deal. And, and so, this whole thing, they meet four times a year. And they they practice this operation of, okay, if shit goes down, we have our key cards. We can access this. It'll unlock this box. It'll give us a temporary key code. We go in there and we get their master key and we, we shut it down. So, two things. I'm I'm a little surprised that America doesn't have control of its own area. Like these countries don't have control of their own areas. Yeah, and that's what this uh, <clears throat> this woman in this other article was arguing. She's saying like, how can you have international people in your country's program, yeah. right? Because they could get influenced by their own well, interests, especially because it's one person. So if America has like one representative. How easy would it be to have other countries sway that one person yeah. through through death threats or anything else for that matter? Blackmail. And get our internet shut down when we don't even want it to be shut down. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's a very uh, important task to be had mm. for somebody that you don't even know the fuck it is. That's, that's odd to me. Yeah. It says, um, so in the future, how are we to know that established processes were followed in making such changes. ICANN is certainly not dominated by Americans. No. Take a look at its board, and you have, you know, one from China, one from Russia, one from blah, blah, blah. Mm. Uh, it says, uh, people come and go, but the authority remains. By transferring this authority, we are giving ICANN the authority to make decisions or not to make decisions. Important to our national and economic security interests. Remember, every U.S. company needs to be on the internet to make money and conduct its operations. And so it's it's talking about how vulnerable we are because we're allowing this thing to be international, right? Mm-hmm. Like the international community is controlling the United States internet. It should not be that way. It should be governed. Well, it's not just the United States internet, though. It's global internet, right? <clears throat> exactly. And that's what they're trying to make it. See- and that's that's what I don't know is... Does this take down the global internet? So it sounds like it does. It sounds like yeah. If they all <clears throat> all of them were to enact their keys, it would shut down everything all over the world. Exactly right. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. So why wouldn't this just be country specific? Yeah, I mean, I understand that like the internet is a worldwide thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, it's one of the, the world wide web. W- yeah, w- it's w- one of the oh. few things that. <laughs> Damn it. I feel stupid. No. <laughs> it's one of those few things where we connect absolute with with other countries. Yeah. However, if the world decide to shut the internet down, we should be able to have the choice to keep ours going for our needs. Right? I don't give a fuck if a, if a British site shuts down. We need eyesight. My site to fuck to stay up. You know what I mean? Yeah. So you're saying not necessarily <clears throat> each country have their own internet. But yeah. have their own connection to the internet. Yeah, absolutely. As I, I think at the end of the day, um, well, I don't think any of it's good, to be honest with you. But I, I could see like a, a country needing to shut down because of a cyber attack or something happens. They need to. Actually, I don't. I, like I said, I don't even like that. I think that's fucking ridiculous, to be honest with you. Yeah. But I could see a country shutting their internet down. But what is sounding like. And, and I, I feel like they have. I mean, there's countries that have shut down internet access to their people without these seven fucking. Well, they, yes, they do that in Lord times of, of the Rings that we got going on here. I Lord know. of the Keys, Lord you know what I'm saying? Keys, yeah. You know, they do that in times of protests and whatnot. Yeah, and, I, and I, what they didn't tell you is they have to go to a uh, volcano and then drop them into the volcano in order to access the new Grandmaster. <laughs> yes. Um, so there's that. Um, do you have that second part of that video? Yeah. Let's see what this says here. Right. Would DNS ever be compromised? Five of the seven key holders would have to go to an ICANN facility, use their keys in what's called a key ceremony to get to the smart cards, then use those smart cards to physically open the box with ICANN's private key in it and use that to shut DNS and with it much of the functionality of the internet down and reset it. Some there people say the key holders. Yeah, some people say this, the key holders are the most powerful people in the world. Well, yeah, I mean, at that point, they would control the flow of all information. Yeah. The way the way <clears throat> the world and society is set up right now. Well, and so with this, uh, this one article here, this is from the Forbes article from 2017, talking about how Obama was going to relinquish the United States just ownership of this process. Like they're they used to have oversight in link in kind of like hop step with. Yeah, I can. They worked with them. 
But now Obama was saying the I think that he could have renewed it saying, yeah, the U.S. government will still work with you. We can renew this contract up until September 2019. Or if he didn't renew it, he's going to just relinquish all the rights. Right. This article says once the contract expires and NTIA hands authority to ICANN, this cannot be reversed by Congress or a new administration. Once it's given away, it is gone. It's like when you sell your car. You can't take it back. The U.S. loses control over IANA, A-I, or no, I-A-N-A functions. Yeah, I mean, if we could take over a country, though, we can take over ICANN. I mean, if yeah. it gets to the point, like, you know, we shouldn't have we relinquish any of this to, to random people in the first place. We'll see, but those people live in different countries. You can't just go into their country and sure. attack them. You can go in there and take them. They go in and kill fucking people all the time. <laughs> well, okay. I'm just saying they, yeah. they, they found governments go into different countries and just snipe out uh, one person all the time. Yeah. yeah. They, I mean, they find these people in holes in the ground. Yeah. I think that's they can, true. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The internet assigned numbers authority. That's who, uh, so that the national telecommunications and information administration, that's what it used to be. Yeah. So once they gave that away, it's gone. So what's I'd, your, I'd be, I wonder what the, what the plan was. What what was the goal to have it really relinquish that power? Because it is a fucking power. Yeah. To a, this ran not random probably, but just this company that no one has control of, and all these fucking people that nobody knows. Well, I would say the Great Reset is a big chunk of that. Like if if shit goes down and we need to get everybody on the same page, we can shut down their fucking internet. Like if there's a riot in our country, let's shut down the internet. If there's a well, riot all well, over the I world. Well, I mean, that that would have been the case if he held on to the power, but he well, gave it to them. Yeah, but you could. So now, he, now any president or whatever just can't say shut the internet down because they ultimately have the control. Of it. Maybe our government isn't as infiltratable as we would like to think. Maybe those people are easily bought like the Maybe. You know what I mean? Because they're they're just making money. They're there as like a CEO. They're there as a partner. Yeah. They're, they just have a job. They don't have a duty and they're not fucking going to, you know, go to prison or like get executed because they de- betrayed their country. They're not like. It'd, it'd, be in, <clears throat> it'd be interesting to know who controls ICANN then. Yeah. I, I'm more curious, like when you got things like the UN, right? And yeah. representatives from each of these countries, like what's stopping these corrupt countries that are, we all agree are corrupt from finding out, which apparently is not hard if that's accurate, that those people are on there. Each country could just go to the UN and be like, listen, get your dude, get the fucking key. We're shutting the shit down. We'll take them all out. We have full control now. Like, why could they not? Yeah. Well, and that's what I was interested because I saw that one of these guys. Just died in April. One of the key holders. Uh, go to that New York Post. There we go. So cybersecurity expert Dan. Dan this guy? That guy runs shit. Dan Kaminsky. <laughs> Dude, look at this guy's finger. Look at his pointer finger. Look at that shit. Wait a second. That thing's bending backwards. That's his thumb, bro. He's no. Oh, yeah. No? What? His, his other finger is like that, too. I don't know why you can't I think see that's, it. That's his thumb, bro. No, that's not a thumb, dude. <clears throat> that's his pointer finger, dude. That, he's his, like this. So you guys, his pointer he's finger. He's like doing the devil horns thing. Yeah, he's doing the devil horns. He's smashing those keys. He's smashing that keys. Fucking, <laughs> yes. I'm going to start calling him Dan Kaminsky the troll. He's got you those. Know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, sticky key fingers. Dan Kaminsky. Dude, that guy has no business running anything. Well, so he's smart as fuck, bro. I guess he's the one who found out that these DNS servers or these DNS servers can have, um, they could be hacked into. By your cookies and by your um, whatever the hell. All this shit is way over my head. But he found out, he look, the security flaw in the DNS at the Black Hat Security Conference, okay? But he was a big deal. Some some called him, quote, the, the Paul Revere of internet security. Oh, really? Yeah. And so it um, in 2010, he was selected as one of these key holders to the internet. But he was found dead in April. And what was that one dude that died suicide that started the uh, internet security shit? Oh. Remember, we were like, did he really die or did he hide? He was that guy who was like super bombastic and shit. Oh, you're talking, um, yes, uh, with the low boys. And he was like a sexual pervert, right? Yeah. Over any, uh, uh, what was his name, bro? 
Um, it's the internet security guy. Anti, yeah. anti, uh, damn it. It'll come to me. It'll uh, come to me. But yeah. Oh, John, Ma- John, John McAfee. McAfee. Yes. Yeah. Antivirus guy. Know. Maybe that has something to do with it. <clears throat> well, here's the deal is in that article, it said, while his passing was a sudden and unexpected for us, Dan struggled with years of diabetes. Okay, diabetes. Maybe explains the bent fingers. I don't know. And he was <laughs> even recently hospitalized because of it. But he did say, uh, this is his, his niece sought to squash speculation that Kaminsky's passing was related to the coronavirus vaccine that Kaminsky tweeted about receiving on April 12th. So I think he died about a week later, bro. You never know. You never fucking know. I mean, yeah, maybe he's super smart. That's cool, man. I, I just like the eye test doesn't pass it for me. I gotta Both be his fingers you. are like that. I know, man. Yeah, check it out, bro. Look at that. that that's like. Look at those fingers. I feel like that's like you're like no. typing and then you pass out because you've been working so long. You just. Your fingers bend back. Fuck, dude. I know you have a thing about feet, but honestly, if you come at me with weird ass hands, you get slapped. You get slapped in the chin. You can't get away from me. You weird hand motherfucker. I feel like if (laughs) I feel like if he he slapped you, you'd feel like four different hits because they're all angled. So it'd be like, oh, dude, that thing's going right in your eye if he slaps you. That thing's a poker. I I just haven't seen like I just haven't seen (laughs) fingers like that. It's very odd. It is odd. Well, anyway, he, maybe he's like the maybe he, he's hella smart, but he types like this. That might be it. And he's like really gets into it. And he's just like, this is years. and now his, his fingers are just like, I can't even yeah bend him that way. So, so yeah, he, he's dead. Um, <laughs> so he's dead. And there's seven other people running the Internet of our world. So I was thinking like, OK, so when did he die? He died in 2021 in April. April. OK. So scroll up, you'll see when he died. It was April some, sometime. Yeah. Something. I don't know. April 26th is when this article came out. So right around there. Yeah. I mean, it does say uh, Kaminsky, who also worked as an advisor to a number of Fortune 500 companies on security, was so trusted for the skills that he was selected in 2010 as one of seven people who could, quote, reboot the web in the event of catastrophic internet meltdown. Yep. Hmm. So I was thinking like, okay. I heard that the Space Force was working on this alternate internet thing, right? Mm, A while yeah. back when Trump was in office. Well, Elon Musk was too. Mm-hmm. And Trump, I remember watching his speeches and whatnot. He was saying, cyber, cyber is so huge. It's uh, it's one of the most important things, cyber. You know, we've, uh, we've not been treating it well, but no. uh, we will be treating it good here. So cyber is coming, okay? Cyber is coming. I don't know. You know, it's just one of those things. So, before we get into where I think this might be going, I want to talk about being adult. Okay. Yeah, doing adult things. Doing adult things like Lucy Nicotine. Okay. Mm -hmm. Look, we're all adults here, and I know some of us choose to use nicotine to relax, focus, or just unwind after a long day. Lucy is a modern oral nicotine company that makes nicotine gum lozenges and pouches for adults who are looking for the best most responsible way to consume their nicotine it's a new year why not start it out by switching to a new nicotine product that you can feel good about well i'm not gonna go that route uh this stuff <laughs> mr anderson this stuff is uh is lucy lucy is uh is uh, an amazing product and uh as a nicotine user for many a moons tried them all um i've grown to love and I mean, love this product. Mm, capital L. Uh, the flavor's great. Pouches are a great size. They got, uh, you know, 12 milligram, 8 milligram, which are higher than uh, I think any competitor, if I got to be honest with you. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure all of them. So, you know, if you need a little kick, you need to uh, get, uh, get your nicotine use under control. This is a good way to good way to do it. Do it. Do it. T- taste amazing, man. The flavors are excellent. So. Yeah, not too strong. No, no, man. It's good stuff, man. If uh, if you are a user like myself, give it a whirl. You might find your new gem. Ooh. Ooh. If you enjoy using nicotine, you should definitely check it out. Or check out Lucy's products at lucy.co. That's lucy.co. And use the promo code PARDON at checkout. Also, I have to read this as a disclaimer. Warning. 
This product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. But remember, if you're interested in a better way to use nicotine, visit lucy.co. And be sure to use that promo code pardon. Yeah. Little John says do it. He needs some like scissor. Scissor. Sipping on some scissor. All right. Lucy, Lucy, scissor. Good stuff, man. So where I think this might be going is the uh, there's another internet out there. Something coming. Well, yeah, go to that one there. What does this say? U.S. Space Force's new mission, protecting 5G. Mm. So this is March. What is that? March 5th, 2020? March 5th, 2020. Space-based internet traffic will fall under the nation's newest armed service. So Space Force will be going under the way and protecting 5G. I think I might have highlighted something down there, Chris. I don't know. Scroll on down. Let's see. Let's take a little looky here. Let's look under the armpit. The tech will deliver the internet at previously unseen speeds worldwide. So will, in many cases, be delivered via a constellation of relay satellites in low Earth orbit, many of which will be the property of the U.S. Or of U.S. companies. Like previous generations, so-called fifth-generation 5G technology will likely reach into the lives of billions of people on Earth, making it imperative that the Space Force secures the data stream from foreign espionage. Yeah. Hmm. So is this the reason why Trump created Space Force? Is because he knew that the vulnerability was our internet. And he said, the world is going to need an internet, and Space Force is going to deliver it. I don't know. Or just keep it protected, you know, at all costs. Yeah, because yeah. there, there's been a lot of people talking over the last few years about if something happens within our government if you believe in the whole deep state thing then if information starts getting out too much this could be a card that they pull to shut it down so you can't get information anymore would this be a way to overrule that basically yeah Yeah, because you got to remember too with the military man like they utilize the internet yes tactical reasons so i mean this could be detrimental to more, um, it's not just information, but yeah. also communication. So, yeah, I was uh, I was listening to quite frankly the other day, and he had a guy on talking about how the internet went down over in was it Libya? Who, where's uh, Gaddafi? Was he Libya? Libya. Yeah, yeah. The, right? Within five hours of the internet going down, which he this his guest took part of, he uh, Gaddafi was murdered. So it can cause the overturn of countries. I mean, it can cause revolutions because there's no communications. No one can communicate at that point. So it's like, hey, let's go get Bill. Let's go get Larry. Let's go up to Gaddafi's castle. Let's kick him out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So when this thing. Syria? Internet goes down in Syria? That was nine years ago. <clears throat> Libya's internet goes down right there. Yeah. Okay. So the the guest said within five hours he was, he was dead. Want to pull that back up? Nope. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it, like we've seen countries. I mean, I think even to an extent, North Korea, like dictates how much Internet or if anybody can even get it in some aspects. This is something I want to bring up because you started talking about this. So I want to kind of go the other route with this for a second. This mm. is from ICANN blogs. Mm-hmm. This is from the ICANN dot org. I like that. The problem with the quote seven keys so they're actually rebuting this a tad bit. So I want to get your take on this. Okay. Um, it says from time to time, articles are published about, quote, the seven people who control the keys of the Internet, which is what we've been talking about. Right. Uh-oh. These articles, while probably well-intentioned, are completely incorrect. Oh, shit. Let's be absolutely clear. There are no keys that cause the Internet function or not function. Hmm. Okay. That's pretty much a direct rebuttal to everything we just said. Right. Yeah. But we need to hear why they are saying this. Okay. Yeah. The so-called, quote, keys to the Internet only relate to one function. And even then, they can only be used in extremely narrow circumstances. It is important to understand what these keys do to see why they do not control the Internet. First and foremost, the keys being talked about belong to just one single part of the Internet. That might be an important Uh, thing because you guys have just talked about this. The mechanism for authenticating the data in the domain name system, the DNS, called DNSSE, so it's DN, DNSEC, yeah. DNSSEC. Yeah, DNSSEC. It is based on the hierarchy of, 
cryptographic keys starting at the root of the DNS. The cryptographic keys for the root of the DNS are managed by ICANN. That's a lot of fucking lingo know, right there. Uh... Um, so basically what it's saying is, is uh, these cryptographic keys are kept in two secure facilities over 4,000 kilometers apart and are protected with multiple layers of physical security, such as building guards, yeah. cameras, monitored cages, and safes. The so innermost layer of physical security is... Yeah, yeah that's the California and, and Virginia. Those so, are the two. It goes on to say, even this extremely unlikely scenario needs a recovery plan. So ICANN keeps a backup for each root key. We kind of talked about that. But what yep. they're saying, I think, ultimately, from kind of just browsing this article quickly. Yeah. Um, well, let's see this last line here. So the next time you read about, quote, the seven people who control the keys of the Internet, you'll know that the trusted community representatives perform a valuable service, but for a very limited operation. So, so apparently yeah. it's only well, hold, one. Hold on. Go back down. So it says the root zone crypto or cryptographic key cannot be used outside an HSM. So what's an HSM? Uh, the HSM is... Oh, hardware security module. Okay. So the hardware security module is where they have these cryptographic keys. So the system that has been designed to operate an HSM requires many people to be present, which, yeah, that's what we were talking about. Yeah. Some of these people are technical community members from around the world known as trusted community representatives, which are the key holders. And the others are ICANN staff. Each person has a specific role in activating the HSM, which happens in a regular event we call a key ceremony, which we talked about. Hmm. So they have keys. It's, so th- it's first more they like said a, the keys don't exist, but then they do exist, but they're at a more limited use. Than so it's all semantics. It's, so a, it's semantics. The, last, the second to last line says, the other problem with the story about the keys is that the internet is much more than DNSSEC. The internet consists of many different systems, and the DNS is just one of them. Controlling one aspect of the internet, such as DNSSEC, does not lead to full control of other aspects. So what they're trying to come about saying in yeah. a bunch of large-ass words is that, yes, there are people that control this sec- this little sector here. But even when them shutting it down, that's only shutting down a portion. What I think it'll mm. do is it'll slow the fucking thing down to, like, you can't use it. Why or does, maybe it shuts down the public access of the internet. But oh. it, it doesn't say that, you know. So I, that's what I'm saying. I don't know. Well, yeah, it doesn't explain what what the DNSSEC actually controls. Yeah, what, what sector of the internet it controls? Yeah, and it said that the keys don't exist, but then it starts talking about cryptographic keys, which are a form of key. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just semantics of your definition of, of what a key is. So yeah, the the keys we originally talked about do exist. They only exist for a portion of the, what the internet as a whole is but but to, it but it doesn't lay out what those different sectors are the the thing to me is like can you use the internet to function your your daily routines or to operate your business and if it's so slow that you can't do that then it doesn't work well i imagine it, I, I imagine this would this means that it wouldn't just slow it down it would there's obviously different sectors of what the internet is used for and <clears throat> that you shut down one sector of it. So maybe well, yeah, the, the public access, sure. whether that's is you're using internet to run your coffee shop or you're using yeah. internet to do a podcast. There's intranet. Those keys could yeah. shut down the public access to the internet. So we're just learning about this right oh, now yeah. on the whim here. So that's why it's kind of dysfunctional. But I do have a thing from ICANN.org as well. Brief description on how DNS works. To understand domain name security extensions, DNSSEC, it helps to have a basic understanding of domain name system, DNS, right? So basically what they control, the proper functioning of the internet is critically dependent on the DNS. Every web page visits, what you were talking about earlier, every email sent, every picture retrieved from social media, all those interactions use the DNS to translate human-friendly domain names, such as ICANN.org, to the IP address, such as 192.0. So they control that transaction, it seems, from turning it from a number of, you know, collaborate yeah. number to a domain name. If that goes down, everything would be based. You, you'd have seems, to know the whole number. You'd have, you'd to, have know to know the numbers. numbers. Yeah. It says, um, yeah, so using the internet on any device starts with DNC. For example, consider when a user enters a website name in a browser or on their phone. The browser uses the stub resolver, which is part of the device's operating system, yada, yada, yada. So I think they're controlling that conversion of yeah, the, they do. the nerd stuff to the human friendly shit. Yes. And so, but that's the problem is like, 
Do you know the IP address? Absolutely not. Of the bomb.com, no. baby? No. no. Like, I don't even know the IP address of of my internet at my house. Mm. So it's like, if you don't know your own IP in- internet or your own IP address, how can you identify yourself? So what you're saying is, if shit goes down, make sure you've copied all those addresses to the places you want to go somewhere. Maybe. That way you can access them. Yeah, like pardonmyamerican.com. Yeah. Let's look up the IP address. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I think that um, each person's internet has its own IP address, right? Oh, yeah. The domain name has a specific a different IP address, linked yeah. IP address. So. so they're obviously going to milk this as, oh, guys, come on. It's not that big of a deal. That's another deal, too. Is they so, could be yeah, like, I'm, I'm definitely not siding with this I can bullshit. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but it's good to hear both sides of what they're trying to say. But listen... To the modern person like ourselves, the average, uh, you know, human being, this lingo means shit. Unless I have crooked fingers, I apparently don't understand it. Oh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I mean, but ultimately, even it's the same fucking thing to us normal fucking people. It's the same thing. Whether they only control a portion of it or the whole thing doesn't fucking matter. As soon as they turn those fucking keys, we can't use the internet anymore. That's the pro- that's what I was saying. Like at the end of the day, if it slows you down to the point where you can't communicate with this tool known as the World Wide Web, yeah. then it's fucking dead, bro. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Like yeah. you need something else, and that's where um, if you go to that uh, the tab to the left there, it says Space Force right there. So. See, and the thing that fucking annoys me about this is like breaking it down to like somebody would argue that doesn't understand like we do would say there's only one piece like what I was talking about. There's only one piece, man. There's many other pieces. But like if you don't have a motor in a car or an engine in a car, you ain't going anywhere. You know what I'm saying? There's many other pieces to a car. But if you don't have that main thing, it's all fucking bunch of useless junk. That one piece is crucial. Yeah, it's a crucial, crucial part. So I do have a feeling that what they're doing is is a major part of this whole thing. Well, and honestly, think about it as your iPhone. Like back in the day, I used to memorize all my friends' phone numbers, bro. Sure, yeah, oh, right. Yeah. And the ladies out there, come on now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd be like, oh, let's call Tiffany. Okay, yeah. But now I couldn't tell you anybody's phone number yeah. except for like close family and friends. But can't it's even like, tell you that. It's you know I'm gonna call Dave because he's in my phone as fucking Dave. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. It's the same thing. Like I'm gonna go to this website. Because I know the name of the website. I don't know what the number to the website is. So what we're saying is, is maybe, I don't know, in your notes, in your fucking uh, little tablet or your uh, yeah. notepad. Start copying down all these Get numbers. a couple IP addresses for the places you really love that you need to access, right? Yeah. I don't know. Would it, that help? It, it might. But then again, it's like speed. What is, what's going to be the bandwidth available? Because if they well, shut see, it down. I don't know. If, see, but that's what I'm saying. I don't but, know if that has anything to do with it. Okay. I think uh, it just cuts that connection. It's just making it more difficult to do what uh, we need to do. So yes, yes, yes. I don't okay. know that the internet speed is going to slow down. I don't know if anything's going to happen other than you might have trouble. Your phone book directory is going to go away. And that's just basing off of reading this, this fucking ginormous lingo that these yeah. people are talking about. Yeah. But why not have, uh, you know, two or three main applications that you would use in a case of emergency, like have the IP addresses written down so that you could access them if you needed to. Exactly. Yeah. So this is another article that kind of reinforces this uh, statement that Space Force is going to be working with broadband low orbit satellites. And I think this one is actually talking about using SpaceX. So if you scroll down, you'll see something talking about SpaceX oh, yeah, right here. There. Yep. So the U.S. military... Buys communication services from low orbit, low Earth orbit satellites operator or operator Iridium and has been conducting experiments with emerging providers like SpaceX. Mm. What is that? P Leo Comsatcom? Comsatcom would be the first attempt to buy broadband services on a broader scale from a new generation of providers. The Space Force is interested in bids from companies like SpaceX to and OneWeb that already have operational networks, right? And they already have like, what yes. is so they already got their their secondary shit going. Yeah, and what are those links? Is that Starlink? Those are the multi-tiered oh, yeah. yep. uh, satellites that Elon Musk has. Yeah, he was gonna basically run internet over all the satellites put up in the into space and blanket the Earth and wi-fi but hasn't something been fucking those satellites up lately is there been something fucking them up in the atmosphere there like a they're blaming it on some sort of burst from the sun or something i like how it says the space wars for decades decades 
The Space Force for decades has acquired communication services from traditional geostationary satellite operators. What? Space Force hasn't been around for decades. The Space Force for decades. Has it, everybody? The request for information says it's interested in highlight broadband. Show everybody where where is it? I can't even see it. Okay. The Space Force for decades has acquired a communication service. Oh, boy. So, So what this is saying, basically, is that there hasn't been technically to us a Space Force, quote unquote. Public. But this layer or sector of military has existed the whole time secretly yeah oh boy boy. Hmm. yeah i wouldn't doubt it bro i wouldn't doubt it. secret space program to the moon that just proves that it fucking ufo is real yeah reptilians are out there bro draconian or whatever the fuck it's called dractilia (laughs) what if what is big ron called (laughs) what are they called the uh dracos oh yeah you know draco malfoy's all right. Well, yeah, yeah, that's a weird statement right there. It is. That's uh it's almost like the what is that? They they prove it right in front of you. They have to tell you the truth. Yeah, Space Force for decades has been acquiring communications from its base uh moon bases and uh, you know what I mean? It'll yeah, tell I mean, <laughs> when you're on like spaceforce.mil <clears throat> United States Space Force history, it, it says that it was you know created in 2019, first uh recognized branch in 73 years. Um you know, established because there was recognition that we needed more, you know, force up there. Force. Uh, I like how it says today, the guardians of the USSF. The guardians. Oh, dude, right here. Guardians of the galaxy. Check this out. SpaceX will lose up to 40 satellites it just launched due to a solar storm. Hmm. The storm is here, everybody. Look at this. <laughs> or oh a fucking my. ray gun. What solar storm? I don't know. These this is storm. CNN, okay? You know, so you know you're getting the best quality truth right here. Oh, yeah. Or they just knew that uh, they were going to be using them for, to help America, and they were like, eh, let's just send up a little uh, little laser. Oh, little my laser. goodness. A, little a, batch, a batch of 49 Starlink internet satellites were on SpaceX's latest launch on February 3rd, and now the company is expecting to lose most of them because they hit a space weather event known as a geomagnetic storm. This event occurs when streams of charged particles or solar winds, and solar winds happens to be the uh, the company that was it's involved. In charge of the fucking... Election fraud, right? Yeah. Emitted from the sun interact, or interact with the Earth's magnetic field. The energized particles can heat up the upper atmosphere, causing it to thicken. Yes, there is still atmosphere in our areas of outer space closest to home. <laughs> this is the CNN voice here. The Earth's atmosphere fades out over thousands of miles. Yes, of course. CNN says full shit. CNN. Hmm. Anyway, what is that? Oh, really? So I, guess, I guess they actually, yeah, they've been around. Who? Space Force? Yeah. U.S. Space Force traces its roots to the beginning of the Cold War with the first Army Air Force's space program started in 1945. Okay. Did you know that there's 6,434 Space Force members and they operate 77 spacecraft? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that wasn't Space Force. That was just a part of the... Yeah, it was just a pre-existing branch. He just renamed know? it. I like the 77 spacecraft. Hmm. There's a space fence. Hmm. So they can put a fence up in the sky, but they can't put it on the border. Makes no sense to me. <laughs> There's a global positioning system constellation. Hmm. There's a military satellite communications constellation. A Boeing X-37B space plane. Wow, bro. Mm. What's that? You know what I'm saying? This it cool uh, flies around in the upper atmosphere. Dude, there's so much cool shit out there that they have. We don't even fucking know. No, I mean, it's Look like, that shit up. What is a Boeing X-37B space plane? I want to see what that shit. That better look fucking cool. That's all I'm going to say. Otherwise, waste some money. Well, yeah, so... Oh, wow. That's pretty weird looking. It doesn't look that cool. <laughs> it looks like a... Uh, it looks like a dick with wings. Yeah, it looks like a turd in the toilet <laughs> to me. I mean, uh, it's, yeah. kinda, it's not very big, bro. No. I like how it says USAF. Yeah. Oh, United US States is, is fuck. fuck. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah. Or Air Force, one of the two. Or Air Force. What, um, so these satellites, though, I mean, like, what are the odds... No, it's, it's, that's, to me, that's, uh, what are the odds that it, we're at the time where we're going to have this fucking cyber pandemic and the satellites that we were going to use for a secondary internet just get taken out? Yeah. But know, 
I mean, it does say that the satellites that SpaceX launched last week were expected to join roughly 2,000 Starlink satellites that there are they have already launched in space, right? Yeah. So, hmm. hmm. This says SpaceX has said that it eventually will need as many as 42,000 satellites, all working in coordination to blanket the globe in connectivity. It's kind of scary. 42,000 satellites I mean, there's up probably there? a shit ton of satellites up there, let's be oh, honest. Yeah. But. Well, that's the thing. How, how many is he launching up that he, that he needs after he connects to the ones that are already there? Well, check this out. Um, so this or is, is that even possible? This says, so to, in order to deliver high-speed internet and all this uninterrupted, or uninterrupted service, he's going to need 42,000, right? As of January, the service had about 145,000 users across 25 countries. So people are already using this service. Uh-huh. Yeah. Hmm. I just can't get over how the Space Force logo is literally like it's Star Trek. It is. It's like it's so fucking weird to me. Look at that shit. Those are the satellites. What is this, Chris? I guess what? that's what Starlink would look like as satellites in space. But that's not all at once. That's just like a. Those are tra- tra- trajectory. Well, this, this is like all map. the dots are satellites that'll be potentially using and those are the the where they'll be orbiting the earth hmm. i love it it's kind of like christmas all year long it is it's like the earth is a christmas tree the tree of life look at that it kind of looks Dang, like a bro. cage yeah no going in no okay, going in fucking keeping it dark here well hey i mean if you're wanting to explore different <laughs> fucking places like elon musk is why would you put this many satellites to make it harder to get out Chris is all starting the Smashing Pumpkins. Despite all the rain, <laughs> despite all my satellites, I'm still this around the game. That's stupid. I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Really it's a good, it's a good was, song. Hey, here's song. an idea, too. I mean, if you got all those fucking satellites, why don't you put, like, detectors on them so you can see asteroids coming from all different fucking angles of the Earth? What's that one picture up there, Chris? Starlink Internet from Space there. The other globe picture. This one? That one no, yeah, that one there. Oh, boy. Wow. It's like a nah. force field, except for... One area. Yeah, look at the top of the earth, yeah, you guys. That's weird. The North Pole is just a wide open it's ready for anything to come ready in and out. Come on in. An invasion. Yeah. Hey, maybe that it won't uh they can't put it up there because the hollow earth. It'll just get like there's no internet where the hole is at the top, remember? Mm-hmm. Remember the earth is like a donut? Yeah, man. Well, I've heard about like the belts and stuff around Earth that the poles are not affected by that. So that you can actually escape Earth's orbit much easier going out of the poles. I I could be full of shit. Well, then why, totally wouldn't, they, why wouldn't he just move his shit to the poles? Who knows if they already have shit there, bro. That's the whole point. No, okay? not allowed to go past the ice walls. Yeah, See, it's weird to me, there. though, that yeah. <laughs> Antarctica is on the bottom. And there's still there's seemingly satellites going around there, but maybe we've been misled. Be, maybe we maybe the misled. North Pole is the real gem of the gems. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They tell us Antarctica, we're all like, where's the pyramids? But they're actually in, Ant- in North Pole. Okay. Yeah, man. Look at that. So look at the orange one. Look at the orange picture right there. Look. Yeah. The Earth is surrounded we're, by we're, this net, this fucking orange fish net. It's like we're in a planter. It looks like a hooker's leggings. <laughs> it's <laughs> <hooker's> wrapped, leggings? <laughs> yeah, wrapped around the Earth. <laughs> But the oh, the top of the earth is just open. It's like the hooker is taking down the pantyhose here. That's it. I mean, he planned for it. He's got there's an escape hatch. There's a way to get to and from. Wow. I mean, with those kind of things, you only have access to the good stuff. And uh, apparently, the North Pole is the good stuff. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Don't you feel it's like a little weird that they don't circulate north? I like this. I, this I like this. Has like the. The fucking cable going. It'd be funny if they're all connected with cables. Like, they couldn't do it. But one reason why they don't have it up at the North Pole is because no one lives up there. And they don't need coverage. You know what I mean? And and it does give them a way to go up and not interfere with satellites. Like, if they need to send a ship up, go to the North Pole. That was going to be fucking cold. It's gonna I wonder be if the all ass. the satellites are going to be have, like, thrusters on them so it can hold certain positions. Like keep a, a, the same fucking rotation all the time. Yeah, they're interlinked. They're yeah. starlinked. Yeah. They're they're like coordinating with one another. <laughs> I mean, I would I would feel like with global warming, since that's such a huge topic, that uh, North Pole's free game pretty soon. So, were we talking five years? Oh yeah. So I mean, yeah. that should be like right for the picking. Let's put some satellites <laughs> over there. Bro. Yeah, it's that's gonna, gonna be, be a habitable place soon. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna become like the next California, right? <laughs> North Pole. Yeah. 
Anyways, right. good stuff. Good conversation. Very interesting, right? It's uh, yeah. It, no, it is interesting. Um, you know, there's two sides to every story, so it's always good to kind of get what's going on. I don't understand the lingo. I gotta yeah. be honest with you. Well, and to me, I trust articles from 2020 or from 2010 more than I do from 2020 going forward. And it's just because the media and like the onset of Trump, mm. once Trump came on, yeah, it's like the media is just like, yeah, you know, it's, it's like a lot of things, right? You can, you know, people come up with their ideas. I'm not yeah. saying they're wrong, but maybe they're misguided, misinterpreted. Maybe it's not as severe as we think it is, but it's always good to have protection. Right. And yeah. when you're talking about the internet, that's crucial to everyday life It's crucial to um, <clears throat> having a country. Mm. You know, so yeah, and from my further or from my previous statement, don't get me wrong, the media has always been a turd in the bucket. Okay, yep, um, yeah. So I don't know. I just I think that <clears throat> questioning one group that has all of the power, they're saying that it's it's good because it spreads out the power, right? It's not a, a consolidated thing, but it it is a consolidated thing. Sure. It's a centralized agency. It's I can. It's I can. I, I'm a little surprised <laughs> that the leaders aren't. <laughs> You know, the ones that are in charge of that, to be honest with you. Oh. Um, because I know that's not necessarily the best thing, but at the same time, it's like it would put a lot of weight on their job. It would make them important, you know, because he would talk about Supreme Court. Remember, Trump ran on Supreme Court justices, right? He could also run yeah. like, hey, you don't pick me. Biden's going to have the key. Yeah. It's not going to well, be the key I, I to the fucking nukes. It's I wouldn't the key even to the do internet. that. I, it, I mean, the internet's I so important. I, I honestly don't understand why it wouldn't be in the hands of like generals or military personnel. Yeah. You trust them? Say. That's what I'm saying, though. You I got, trust them more than Biden. I don't know who I trust anymore. Yeah, because then you have, like, if you have leaders from other countries having to come to the United States because of the internet problem, they'd be like, well, fuck it, let's put it in my country. No, my country. No, my country. You know, they, they'd get an argument of where the ICANN things should be stored. Yeah. So now... Maybe it just needs this, to be moved all the time. Oh. Maybe the ICANN thing should just be on a plane. Maybe it should just, just fly around exist. the world I, constantly. I float. I float? Or I, I fly. <laughs> That's what, That's what you do. You put the I can thing where they enter all the keys and the North Pole. Uh, I like how you're really positive. I can. You're not saying I can't. That's good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I like your positivity. Yes. I can. Well, you know Shut what? Shut down the internet. <laughs> yeah. Let's keep an eye on it. We'll see what happens because it's, I think it's going to happen soon with this whole Ukraine-Russia shit. I think they're going to blame it on them. So we'll see. We'll see. Good topic though, man. Yes, indeed. Guys, I uh, appreciate uh, you hanging with us. We always enjoy uh, spending some time with you. Go check out Lucy Gum, Aura, uh, also Ghost Beds. Yeah. Um, check out partofmyamerican.com. Check out Patreon if you want some extra content like this is right now. Sharing is caring. Showing is but, growing. Yeah, share people what, what Patreon offers. Some mm. of them don't even know the goodness that's coming around. Absolutely. Gentlemen. Raise your glasses. I don't fucking have uh, one at all. Fist, fist pumping a beer Greg's bottle. the only drunk right now. All righty. <laughs> <laughs> Till next time, sayonara. See ya. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.